Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to build off of what we were talking about earlier in the week with Scott Petty of Hayward, the pump guy, about the new DOE regulations. And I'm going to focus specifically in this episode about how to kind of brace your customers or let them know that this is coming. And I'll give you some tips on, you know, basically how to sell them on the new regulations and sell pool pumps and motors moving forward in a new environment that we'll be developing this year. And for sure in 2022, you're going to have really a lot less selection for the customer when it comes to replacing their pump or motor if it, when it burns out or breaks. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And in case you're unaware of the new regulations, briefly, the Department of Energy is mandating basically new energy regulations across the nation, making most single-speed pumps above one horsepower, um, non-compliant, so to speak. And so you're not going to be able to find a lot of replacement motors for the higher horsepower pumps like you used to. And the endless swapping out of motors, those days are probably gone. And now you have to kind of change and evolve your business to the fact that you're going to be selling customers more variable speed pumps, more newer pumps, some of the hybrid variable speed pumps like Scott Petty talked about in the podcast I did with him. And basically, you're going to move into kind of a new era um, going forward. But, of course, you have this year, next year, and maybe the following year to struggle through it. Because, as you know, in reality, you have all different kind of customers out there on your pool route. You have what I like as my favorite customer. When you call them or text them in this day and age and let them know that there's something wrong with their pool. And even if it's a $1,200 or $1,500 kind of deal... Um, they don't blink. They'll just text back, say, oh, yeah, go ahead and do it. And that's like the primo customer. Don't question you. Don't question the price point. And they basically just trust you to do what's best for their pool. Now, that's a small majority of customers. I think they're the best, of course. But not every customer is like that, or very few are like that, I should say. Then you have the other group of customers. I would say a good percentage, let's say 40% are the other group, which is Okay, explain to me now what happened to my pump, my pool pump, what I have to do. And then you can kind of talk that talk to these this group of customers into getting a replacement. They may be very price conscious, but you can probably swing selling them a variable speed pump. And then let's talk about probably the 50% of customers. And this is kind of a scale of how bad they are. So I can't really break it down, but... I would say about 50% of the customers are opposed to really doing any kind of upgrade to their pool, uh, whether they need it or not. And they see the pool as just this expensive thing that they keep throwing money at. They maybe haven't used it in a while. Their kids don't use it anymore. Whatever the thing is, 
Um, I find that this percentage varies from those that are like very resistant, but you can still convince them to the customer that's like, well, what can you do for a hundred bucks? Or what can you do for this? How can you get this working? You know, can I leave my pool not running then? You know, these are the kind of customers and they vary on this bottom scale. So about half the customers are going to be okay with the new regulations. And then you have the other half that I'm saying at different levels are going to be not really okay with spending, you know, what normally would be a $450 or $500 motor swap out. And then they get by for another three or four years or five years to where now you're going to have to either sell them an expensive, you know, motor with the drive on there that's compliant with the DOE regulations, or you're going to have to sell them a new variable speed pump at about three times what they would pay for a new motor. And of course, in anything, even yourself, if you had a washing machine that broke down and you've had a washer for a long time, like myself, I just finally got a new washer and dryer. And believe it or not, I had an old Maytag set that I had when I got married. So they were over 25 years old, close to 25 years old, finally upgraded to a new Samsung washer and dryer. And the sticker shock wasn't too bad because I've been looking and I know that, you know, a decent washer and dryer is eight or nine hundred bucks. And so I wasn't too surprised when, you know, I just was waiting for it to go on sale, quote unquote, because the prices fluctuate. And I know how this kind of works in the industry here in the pool industry, probably the same in the appliance industry. So I waited for it to go on sale, then I purchased it. And it wasn't too bad. But if I went back, you know, a year from now, or two years, or waited one or two years to get it, and there's some kind of new regulation saying that, you know, in order for them to sell these washers, they had to put this special drive or motor on there, and this raised that price from 900 to 1500 then I would be kind of scratching my head, and I would probably fall into that second category that's like, well, what can I get that's similar to this without having to pay the 1500 Because to me, a washer and dryer just washes the clothes, not a big deal. So why should I have to pay extra for it? Because the government says I need to have this particular, you know, washing machine drive. I don't even know what's in the washing machine. I'm just saying drive. I think there is a belt and there is a drive of some kind in there. There's a drum. I know that. Um, but basically, if, you know, you're in that position. And so the pool owner is kind of like the same thing. They know what a pool pump is. They know it just moves the water in the pool. And so why do I need this fancy pool pump? And you're kind of up against that because they don't realize you know, the difference between a variable speed pump in a lot of cases and a single speed pump. Like, I don't know anything about washing machines, like I, as you can tell by what I just said a second ago. So I wouldn't know why they would need to mandate these regulations for a washing machine, which they're not doing. I'm just using it as an example. But you see what I'm getting at here is that, you know, in different industries, you may kind of balk at the price of something. And that's what's going to happen with the customers here in the pool industry, because they don't know anything about pool parts and regulations and whatnot. And so you have to educate your customers from the ground level up, basically, on why this costs so much money. And so I think it's more fairy tale thinking or la-la land thinking if you know manufacturers are like, well, you know, send the customer to our website. We have a breakdown of what the DOE regulation is, and we'll explain to them energy savings on variable speed pumps. It doesn't matter to half the customers out there, really. And use my washer and dryer, you know, analogy for that. If you're buying something in a different industry, that's kind of how they feel about the pool industry. And so going to a website and reading about a washing machine's, you know, consumption of water, and this is why they're doing this, I don't care, you know, at that point. I'm paying twice as much for it. It doesn't move the needle for me. So you're up against that. And so I think 
there's a few things you can do to combat this. I think like Scott mentioned, you can try to sell the customer on just the electric part or the electric end. I can't remember the exact term he used, but I'll call it a motor with a drive on it. Hayward has the XE versions now. They actually have a complete XE pump. If you go to their website, they look pretty cool. They have like the controller on the back and it's just simple buttons on the back of the pump. And that would be an option for a lot of customers that don't want to upgrade completely to a full variable speed pump. Century and AO Smith sell a VS pump, um, you know, motor with the drive on there that you can swap out of just about any pump on your route, except for I think the Hayward North Star and maybe the Jandy Stealth. I don't think they'll work on those, but any other pump besides those, you can swap out just the back of it. And so that can save the customer a significant amount of money, a significant amount of money versus upgrading to variable speed pump. So don't be surprised if, you know, you go to talk to Mr. Jones about, you know, upgrading, you know, his motor burned out one day and you go to him and say, hey, you know, the Department of Energy now mandates energy efficient pumps. And so we have these, this variable speed pump that we usually install and it's about 1500 bucks to fully install a program and set it up for you. Um, you know, you can pay me through Zelle or you can um, use the pay app or PayPal. Don't be surprised if he has a deer in the headlights look in his face at that point because you're just talking a foreign language to him. And again, as much education as you think they, you can get from the manufacturer sites, it's not going to convince anyone that doesn't really understand what's going on. And so instead of doing that and kind of losing that customer, losing that sale, just go down the options, I think, is the best way. Okay, you know, Mr. Jones, we can rebuild your motor, um, change the bearings. Although it's about six or seven years old, I don't recommend it, but you can do that for 130 bucks. Um, it'll give you maybe another year or two limping along. Or you can get just the motor part with the drive on there. There's a lot of options out there for that. I can find the best price for you there. It's still going to be... Um, significantly more than if I were to change the motor on your pump, but it's what's out there right now and what we have to deal with. And then, of course, the third option, which I think is the best, Mr. Jones, is that you just go with a straight variable speed pump replacement because then you get the full warranty on that. And if you go with certain manufacturers, they'll give you a three-year warranty. Some will give you a four-year warranty. And you can check online, and maybe there's even a rebate when you just upgrade the whole pump. Sometimes I'll offer rebates of 250 for a certain variable speed pump. And I think that's the best way to go because then everything's new. You're not going to have any problems with air leaks in the new pump. You know, it's going to be really a nice way to go because of the fact that everything is new and it's a whole complete install, replumbing, and everything. And I think if you explain it with those tiers that are available to the customer, It'll be easier for them to make the right decision. And you don't really know if you're dealing with that customer that's on the 50% area where they don't want to do any kind of major change, or they may be on the other end of it where they're open to change. So until you really approach the customer, you won't know. And I think that's a better strategy than just kind of coming out there and trying to sell them a full VS pump upgrade. Give them the options so that they know that there are options still available and I know Scott mentioned uh, that you can downgrade a pump if you need to to get a, a single speed pump that qualifies for the uh, Department of Energy regulations. And you could do that in some cases. So I wouldn't recommend it in every case, but you kind of use your judgment out there. So let's say that the customer has a you know 1.5 horsepower pump. There's no spa. There's no water features. The pool's average size for California, which is about you know 12, 15,000 gallons. You can probably get away with a three-fourth three horsepower 
one horsepower pump, no problem, I think, in a lot of cases in that scenario. However, if it is a pool with a water feature or a spa and they have a 1.5 horsepower pump, you really can't go down to one horsepower. If they have solar on the roof, you can't go any less than 1.5 or 2 horsepower because it's not going to be able to push the water up there. So there are circumstances where downgrading is not an option, but it may be an option in some cases where they have an overpowered pump that they don't need. But it won't be every case, so I think the best strategy is to give them the options of what's out there. You know, we can replace it with this century motor that has this VS drive on the back that's compliant. We have these other VS pumps available that are less expensive. We have the XE versions of the Hayward pump, which are less expensive, and they're they're going to be compliant. And they give you some of the benefits of the variable pump. All this is necessary for you to explain now versus just throwing out to them that they have to upgrade their pump because of the regulations. So you'll have to do more talking, and that's not your forte. You're going to have to kind of, you know, wing it and get used to it and kind of learn to do that. Or just refer out the repair to somebody that can kind of explain to the customer this is what's going to happen and this is what's new, uh, rather than kind of just blowing the deal, so to speak. You know, I think in real estate, any agent that's breathing, you know, just about can fill out a listing form and list a house. And any agent can probably bring a buyer there and negotiate a deal. But it's the really good agents that can close a really hard deal. And maybe you need that with some customers. You need to refer to your local Hayward warranty guy that you refer work to. And you can go back there. He's kind of like a third party. He's not really doing the account. And so he, the customer may respect his opinion more. And he can tell to him straight, look, this is what's happening. And this is what we can do to make your pump compliant. And because we don't have, you know, we don't have single speed pumps your size available. So here's what's left that can be done. And so referring it out to a third party may be an option for those difficult customers that you know that if you're going to talk to them directly, they're not going to really listen to you. So, you know, it's an option out there, kind of like an in uh, mediator is what I'm looking for the word, kind of like a mediator between you and the customer and what's going on with the new regulations. So try to use all the tools you can that are in your arsenal. You have, of course, the manufacturer websites, which probably won't move the needle much. Then you have third-party repairmen that you can refer to them. And, of course, you can refer them to my podcast here that I'm talking about this, other podcasts, other kind of things online to talk about this, articles, whatever you can to kind of get the word across to the customer that, hey, it's not you that's charging the extra money. It's a mandate from the government. You probably don't want to blame it on the government either because you don't know where they stand on the government. They may be in love with the government. They may hate the government. You don't know. So be careful just by saying, hey, the government wants you to do this, you know. And so that could open a can of worms there. You never want to get political anywhere, and especially when you talk to a customer about upgrading their single-speed pump to a $1,500 variable-speed pump. That could get pretty ugly. So definitely want to get a script together, kind of find out how things settle after July 19th. You're going to know more or less what's available on the market after that date. And like Scott said, there'll be some pumps still available that are single-speed, but not many at all. And then the variable speed pumps are going to be readily available. And there's also off-brand variable speed pumps you can refer customers to. Bottom line, it's going to be a tougher sell when someone's motor burns out. You're going to be dreading it now. Like before, it was kind of like an inconvenience when a customer's motor was out because you can swap it out. 
Now it's going to be a really big inconvenience because now you have to do some talking to the customer, put on your car salesman hat, try to sell them on these new things that are out there because the old way of doing things are gone. And so it'll be tougher for sure. And But it's something that we can get over as an industry because, again, like Scott Petty said, I keep bringing him up. You should listen to that podcast I recorded with him on that. Um, definitely episode 620. It was a few days ago. Um, he talks about the regulation. I think the whole industry is going to be affected by it. So it's a level playing field. And eventually your competitors aren't going to have any more single speed pumps to sell. And so everyone's going to be in the same boat. Within a year or two, I think that's what's going to happen. I know a lot of people stock up an inventory, but eventually everyone's going to have to be under this new regulation. And it's not something that I personally think they should be regulating. I know when I was talking to Scott, I threw it out there that, hey, you know, if you run the pump at 3450 RPMs, it doesn't matter if it's a variable speed pump or a standard speed pump. And there's no way to regulate that. And so making a rule that kind of forces people to get a variable speed pump because of the, quote, energy savings doesn't mean they're going to use it that way. So anyway, that's just my two cents on that. To me, it makes very little sense to regulate something that can't be regulated in the long run or in someone's backyard. But that's just me being logical, I guess, not being political, but just using my logic here, saying that they need to really have sat down and thought about regulations before they implement them. And so that goes to say also, if you have a commercial account where it's getting heavy use and you're going to switch out your single speed three horsepower pump with a three horsepower variable speed pump, it's fine to run it at 3450 RPMs because you're going to need to. It's not like the environmental police are going to come back there and slap you with a ticket, but there's no way you're going to be able to run that commercial account on a lower speed and still get the same water quality. And that's some things that are should be exceptions to the rule, which are not. And I think they didn't look at this carefully. But of course, the backyard pool doesn't need to be running at 3450 RPMs. And under normal circumstances, not every pool is the same, but most pools can utilize a variable speed pump at a lower speed to utilize the energy savings. And to be honest with you, there are real energy savings with a variable speed pump if used correctly. So that goes without saying. It's just that the mandate is probably coming down at the worst time. There's an equipment shortage already. There's a chemical shortage. The cost of operating a pool is going up for the pool professional. The cost of owning a pool is going up for the homeowner. And then you throw in this regulation to kind of put icing on the cake. With that said, if you're looking for the podcast that I recorded with Scott Petty from Hayward, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com on the banner. There's a podcast icon. Click on that. That'll bring you down to a drop-down menu and just go back a few episodes and you can listen to that podcast. If you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there. Again, that's uh, poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.